Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Chat and Chill with Providence Hill. I'm Elliot Gravitt, I'm the principal broker here. I'm Caleb Boyer. I'm Whit Bates. Whit Bates is our in-house lender here with Magnolia Mortgage Solutions. And so we're excited to have Whit here. Obviously, it's a big time right now. Rates are going up. We're feeling a lot of tension in the marketplace right now. So we really wanted to bring you on because we want to give people an update of kind of what's going on in the marketplace and how rates may affect the way that they go about their purchasing. So just wanted to give you guys just a little overview of kind of the marketplace right now. And so Obviously, as you guys know, rates are on the on the uptick, if you will, and inventory is starting to increase a little bit. And our time on the market um, is starting to become a little bit longer, where you're starting to see homes um, stay on the market a little bit longer than they were, you know, maybe two months ago. Are you noticing that, Caleb? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say you're seeing a lot more houses not sell in the first weekend, which was typical over the last 12 months, where uh, this time last year, average days on market was about five days. And then this past spring, it was about six days, which there's other reasons for that. I don't think that they were sitting longer this spring. It was just more of a strategy, but houses were more or less selling the very first weekend. Yeah. And what I've kind of noticed, um, I've kind of been keeping track of this, is in our uh, MLS, I've kind of noticed that the number of homes that are being listed in the last probably, you know, couple of weeks are actually outpacing the number of houses that are pending, Yeah, which... You know, three months ago, that was that number was totally flipped upside down. So, definitely more inventories come on, and obviously, like you said, homes are sitting a little bit longer. Um, what I'd love to hear from you all is just a little bit about what's going on in the uh, the local housing market. Um, in terms of, I know we talked about days on market, and maybe houses are sitting on the market a little bit longer. What what are you seeing with with purchasers right now? What what what's the kind of their experience? And, and talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean. The market is crazy, and like you guys have said, um, it it has been for a while. And so uh, I don't think that's anything to deter people from buying right now. Okay. Um, I feel like what, something I say almost every day talking to clients is I wish I had a crystal ball. You know, I wish that we could see into the future to know what interest rates are going to be like, what inventory is going to be like, but we don't know. So we're going to go off what we have on hand right now. And so interest rates, of course, are, are taking a hike. Um, what are they about like right now? With the Fed meeting this week, I think it was a couple days ago, sure. somewhere between, I would say around six and a half percent now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So definitely gone up. I mean, and it, of course it depends on your credit, your down payment. It's a different scenario for every single borrower, but, um, yeah, we definitely saw an uptick. Um, but I mean, all king aside, like I, I bought my very first home in I think 06 yeah. and our interest rate, we actually had a 80, 10, 10 loan, which we put 10% down and finance 10% and then finance sure. a big chunk of 80 to avoid the PMI. They don't do that anymore. I don't think, yeah. but, um, you know, our first interest rate was like six and a half. And then on that 10% loan that we had, it was like eight and a half. Yeah. So in terms of like historical, like where are we at in terms yeah. of historicalness with, with uh, interest rates? Honestly, we are not even on average uh, for the last 50 years. So okay. the average 50 years has been seven and three quarters. Okay. So we're still even below. The still average. slightly below. So I, I mean... We don't know what it's going to do, but if you're looking at a fifty, you know, a thousand foot view from the last fifty years, I mean, we're still not even right at average just yet. So, 
I mean, when you think about that, I think we've all been kind of spoiled the last few years, um, you know, with people getting two and two and a quarter interest rate, you know, Uh, but in the long term, it, it really is on average is what we're approaching. Okay, cool. Very good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like looking around both of you guys and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I've got a blue jacket on and so is Whit and so is Caleb. I promise you that we did not plan this, but we are certainly very on brand today, boys. Um, so I just happened to notice that, that we're all blue relaxes and we're relaxed in the blues brothers. Baby storm. You know, in the old days, they used to say that blue homes were the hardest home to sell, but I have noticed an uptick in blue homes. You do see oh. a lot of blue homes. There are a lot of blue homes. A lot of dark blue. Yeah. A very, uh, a very. I I like that color. Obviously, you like it too. It's it's a great color. It's a great color. <laughs> and with obviously came on brand today. Um, all right. So obviously, uh, Caleb, maybe you talk a little bit about this. But like, as we've seen interest rates go up, and we're seeing days on market maybe start to be a little bit longer than we were seeing maybe two months, three months ago. How does that affect our sellers? Yeah, I think we're still very much in a seller's market, uh, and. Headlines always like to grab our attention. And so I think it's important to look at look at those headlines, but then take a step back, talk to the trusted professionals around you and really take everything in. Uh, The reality is we're still floating at about a month of supply. A seller's market is zero to three months. So this time last year, we had a month of supply, May of last year. We're in June, obviously, but looking at the data, uh, we have May of 2022. So May of last year, we had one month of supply. May of this year, we had around one month of supply. Uh, And it didn't get much above that last fall. We actually had a sharp decrease in new listings last fall, uh, where we may not see as sharp of a decrease. because a lot more people are kind of trying to catch the catch the market sell now that they see that there's this you know the the market could be shifting is shifting and so people are trying to capitalize on what really they could have capitalized on a couple of months ago but that's not to say that they still can't get an amazing price for the house in this environment uh, and that they're not going to have a good outcome. What they do need to have is just an open mind and a little bit of an altered expectation where we were advising sellers, you know, April, May, and before that, hey, we do need to make your house look as good as it can. Preparation is still super important. Mm -hmm. Timing and pricing is still very important to make sure that you get the most. And that's always our goal as an agent is how do we help you to get the most given the current market conditions Well, in the past few months, the most was we're going to position it in such a way that we're going to get 50, 60 showings and we'll probably get 20 plus offers out of that. Or there's a good likelihood that we could and your house will sell way, way over list price. The buyer's probably going to waive the inspection, waive the appraisal and give you the closing timeline that you want. If you want a long closing so you can find your next home, we can probably structure that. If you want a quick closing, because you've already found that home, we can probably structure that as well. And then rent backs, possession by seller agreements right. were popular as well. So where that's what we're looking at. We're entering into the segment where that is not going to be the case with every house. And it's just like it was before to get the most out of um, your sale. Now the most we can get out of your sales, prep is still super important. Right. Pricing strategy is so important, more now than ever, uh, because we do have to be more strategic. There's definitely a timing element to this where 
we want to make sure that we're getting it sold in the first one to three weeks because houses get stale after that time period. And if you overshoot the market, it's going to hurt you, especially now that we're seeing a lot of buyer demand kind of pull back. Uh, and I, I shouldn't say that it's the market conditions alone that are causing you know buyers to pull back. That's definitely affected a lot of people with interest rates. Uh, I mean, Whit, can you speak to... You know, if somebody, because we're lower interest rates back in like January, December, around 3%. Yeah, 3%. So if somebody was purchasing, you know, a $300,000 house then versus purchasing it now, like what's the impact on the monthly in, monthly mortgage payment? It's a it's a pretty big impact. So um, it's like $100 yeah, or no, I, I would say I think it's every quarter of a percent is a $50 increase, I believe. I'd have to like really crunch those numbers. But at the end of the day, when you're talking about interest rates essentially doubling since January, that's a ridiculous hike. So it's definitely gonna push some people out from their price point. Um, And so especially, we're gonna talk about first time home buyers here in a minute, but like it's, it's still doable. It definitely is still doable, but I would say get with a mortgage professional. Sit down with someone, go over your numbers, what's your income, what's your assets, get pre-approved. If you don't want your credit pulled, that's all right. We can do a quote, but talk with somebody. Talk with a professional to where you can figure out what you can afford um, so that way when, you know, my clients or your clients, when when they sit down with you guys, they have an idea of what they're looking at in, in in this market right now. So, And I think that you've hit on a really good point, and I think it's one of the things that we talk about all the time here at Providence Hill is the before, during, and after part. And this is the really big before part. Yeah. You've got to get educated. You Absolutely. need to know what's going on in the marketplace. You need to know what you can't afford. So you're not wasting your time looking at houses that you can't, you just can't afford. Yeah. So the before part's really interesting, and I think it's good because a lot of these first-time home buyers, they don't know the process. Right. Because they don't know, you just don't know what yeah, you don't know. Exactly. I, no problem there. That's why it's good to come talk to us and co- come talk to a professional uh, like Wit, and he can help you with um, that whole process and knowing the process because that's an important part. Because the market is still moving fast. It still is a seller's market. Absolutely. As as much as we're saying that the the market's changing a little bit, and it is, it's still a seller's market. So buyers, you still need to be prepared. You need to have your pre approval letter. You need to be able to know what you can go up to and things like that, and and what what you have, if you need to waive any appraisal shortfall, things like that. You just need to know what your assets are and be prepared because sometimes the offers are due quick and sometimes there might be multiple offers and the the listing agent calls you and says, hey, in an hour I need your highest and best and you need to know what you can do and things like that. So it's an important piece to talk and be prepared on the upfront. Um, So as we kind of transition to talking about first-time home buyers, I want to hear a little bit from you. There's all these common misconceptions about you have to have this much down or you 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 can't do this, that, or the other. So what are some common misconceptions um, that you see when first-time home buyers call you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's quite a few, um, which like you just said, you don't know what you don't know. So it's very common. Um, there's a lot of information we're in the, <laughs> on the internet, you know? Yeah, yeah. So listening to podcasts, TikTok, Instagram, you're going to f- hear things that most likely are not true a lot of times. Okay. And so I think the biggest one that I get from first time home buyers is, well, I have to put 20% down. Right. right. Um, I have to do a down payment of 20% and that's a lot of money. And that's, um, and that was like the old adage, Forever. That's what you, I remember hearing that when I was a first time home buyer back in 06, like, oh, you got to have 20% down. Absolutely. And I mean, you listen to these financial podcasts where they're like, you, 
that that's a big buzz is like you should put 20% down. Um, I think the common misconception there is typically it is good to do so because you with a conventional loan, you avoid the PMI. Okay. But it's not real. What is PMI just for people? So it's private mortgage insurance and um, that it, it will fall off. Uh, at the 20% mark. So once you, you own put, 20%, once you own 20%. So if you put 20% down right off the bat, you n- no longer have to pay that additional charge in your mortgage payment. And so um, you can actually put as little as 3% down. Okay. Um, so if, if you're a first time home buyer, so conventional, conventional loans, uh, you can do 5%. Um, but if you are a first time home buyer, you can do as little as 3%. Okay. And so um, just squash that 20%. Um, you know, if you're going moving on to your second or third house and you have built equity in your first home, yeah, you might be able to put 20% down on your next home. Right. Um, but it is a common misconception and you do not have to put 20% down every yeah. single time. Um, the next one uh, is the down payment. Uh, down, down payment is the only money that I need or the only cash on hand that I need to purchase a home. Um, and that is not true. And so, uh, in addition to your down payment, you also are going to pay closing costs. And so, um, those are typically the third party fees that are attached with purchasing a home. So you're going to use a title company, um, or a closing attorney and, um, you're going to pay taxes. You're going to pay prepaids. Um, and so all of those are considered your closing costs. And okay. that t- we typically tell our borrowers that that typically to prepare for 3% of the purchase price. So when they're sitting down with you guys, just keep that in mind that in addition to your down payment, do you want to put three, five, 10, 20% down? You also want to have that calculation in mind to uh, prepare to have an additional 3% um, minimum to put towards closing costs. So that's probably the second one. The next one um, is that I hear all the time is, well, I need perfect credit um, to buy a house. And the answer is you don't need perfect credit. So the the wholesale lender that we work with specifically, we require um, for for most loan types, the minimum can be a 620. Okay, Um, wow. So 620 to 640 range. and of course, the better your credit, you know, the better your interest rate's going to be. Okay. Um, that so, when determining what your interest rate's going to be, the two biggest factors typically end up being your credit score and your down payment. Um, and so, but you don't have to have an eight hundred to purchase a home, especially if you're a first time home buyer. So just keep that in mind. Another big one is uh, if I. If I just graduated college, I can't buy a house for two years, uh, and that is not true. Um, so, mo- some or I won't say most, but some loan types will actually use your college transcripts in lieu of a two-year work history. Um, so, if you graduate college and you get a full-time job, um, some of these loan types will let you use your college transcripts instead of you getting on the job out of college and having to work for two years um, where you can, I had one close recently where a kid was 21, 22 years old and he had only been out of college for six months and he now owns a house and is renting it to three of his buddies. So um, I'm glad they didn't use my college transcripts. (laughs) I'm in trouble. I don't think I'd be able to get a loan. Lastly is the assumption that you have to use a government loan 
to get to put less than 5% down. So FHA is a government loan um, and that you can put 3.5% down. um, But you can also do if you are a first time home buyer, there are 3% down options for conventional loans, um, which you all know in this market. A lot of times when it is a seller's market, it's better to use a conventional or to, to be pre-approved for a conventional loan over FHA and some of the other government loan types. So on as a first-time buyer, you can put as little as 3% down. If you're not a first-time buyer, does that mean you have to put 20% down? No, okay. it does not, um, which actually brings up a, a, another point. But 5% is the minimum down payment for a conventional loan. Um, and... It doesn't matter if it's your first, second, or third house. It's the minimum is five percent down. So that's another misconception that uh, once people are moving on to their second home, they think, oh, because I'm buying my second house, I have to put twenty percent down. No, it's you can do as little as five percent with a conventional. On average, in your experience with the buyers that you're yeah. working with, uh, how much, like on average, are you seeing bars right now put down typically? Are most people uh, using that option to put 3% or 5% or people putting more I would down? say it's half and half. It's yeah. it's really, uh, I've seen a lot do 3 or 5, and then I've seen a lot do 10. Um, the people I see doing 20 are people selling their house mm-hmm. because they're gaining so much equity from this market. Right. Um, so, the you, you know, it, there are anomalies of people who have that 20% payment, but I would say for the average person, it's half and half. It's split. Some people are doing three to five and other people are doing around 10. So I guess a good question is, can you put more than 20% down? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I think the 20 is the number, the 20% is the number that always goes around because for conventional, the PMI. Keep the PMI. It's like the gold standard. It's the gold standard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, You're going to save that money. Pay somebody money. You don't need to. Well, cool. Um, well, Caleb, I'm going to switch over to you for a little bit. I want to hear a little bit from you. What kind of advice do you have for first-time home buyers? Obviously, go talk to WIT, get pre-approved, go through the process. But what are some things as we as provincial agents can do to help our first-time home buyers? Yeah, and I think the advice is the same as it always is. Uh, obviously, some strategies may adjust a little bit. Uh, some of the dialogue may be a little different, but the main thing, and you brought it up, is be educated. Be educated. Uh, you know, if you're thinking about purchasing a home in three months, you should really be talking with an agent right now, and hopefully that agent is pointing you in the direction of a good mortgage lender. And really, I try to make sure people have a good understanding of their kind of a holistic picture of their finances. So it's good to talk with a financial planner. Okay, uh, it's good to talk with an accountant. I mean, you need, it's important to have a team. And I know most of the agents within Providence Hill have worked very hard to build a team within the transaction of having a great mortgage lender like WIT that they work with, having a great settlement attorney, uh, having a great home inspector. So it's very important to have that team behind you and be learning from them before you go in, because this really is a partnership. Uh, you know, if your agent is your guide and your mortgage lender is your guide, uh, you know, th- that's great, but you do want to have some understanding and know-how of the process. So we always encourage people, if you're thinking about it in the next year, start now. You know, we host right. seller seminars and buyer seminars, uh, and we'll do 
buyer consultations anytime. You know, you sit down with an agent for 30 minutes to an hour, look at the market, look at what the market's been doing, what it's going to do, and then you can start doing your homework on some houses before you're ready to purchase. Uh, and with that, you know, with that education, I think the shift that we're seeing is you don't need quite the urgency unless your personal circumstances are driving some sense of urgency because you have to move out of your house or right. you have to move to a new city. You're moving to, to Richmond from a different city and you need housing or your lease is up and you really want to purchase instead of re-upping. So I'd say the urgency in the market conditions is probably coming down a little bit. Back in the spring, we were pushing people act now. The rate is good. And I think sometimes people might feel like, oh, well, they're being pushy. They're trying to make a sale. But that wasn't the case. I mean, to Witt's point earlier, the interest rate has doubled in six months where that's impacted people's monthly payment by hundreds of dollars. Absolutely. So I'd say now while things are volatile, you know, there's talk of a looming recession. Uh, interest rates are on the rise. Uh, the reality is the supply issue of the housing market isn't going to get fixed anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, last year we saw new listings decrease. I think we'll see that again this year. Uh, I don't think it'll be as sharp as last year. So it may provide more options and opportunities for buyers to not have to go out every single weekend and just make an offer on a house that maybe they like. Uh, but the reality is before is you were going to save money and you could start building equity within that home um, to where maybe you buy that next home that is the perfect home three years, five years later. But I think with my buyers right now um, and with the PH Partners team, uh, we're just encouraging buyers, you know, let's just take a take a rest, um, be proactive in looking at the market. If the perfect house comes up, let's jump on it. Uh, if you're not satisfied with the house, let's take some time because things could change a little bit. You know, prices did go down from uh, the spring to the fall of last year. We saw a dip of like 1.5%. Uh, and sale prices. Right. Uh, and that's typical. A lot of these trends are typical. They are historical. The pandemic uh, in 2020 made things a little different. It kind of threw us off some of those typical cycles, but we're back on those cycles where we've hit a point of buyer fatigue uh, just coming out of the spring market. Uh, people want to enjoy their summer. And then interest rates and inflation and the economy, I mean, that is impacting things. So it yeah. may exacerbate the typical trends that we see in right. some of those stats. But, you know, I think we'll see sales prices decrease a little bit like they always do in the summer and fall. Uh, maybe it'll be more than 1.5%. But we were coming out of a five-month period of time where values grew 15%. So even if, you know, even for the person who just purchased a house or for the seller, if we see a 5% decrease, which I'm just making that number up, sure. but if we make see a 5% decrease, those homes are still worth 10% more than what they were January or the fall of last year. And, you know, we're just talking about 50-year averages and stuff. The average appreciation on a home is 2.5%. And that's usually a good metric to go by when you're investing in a home or investing in real estate is you can assume 2.5% of appreciation or maybe 3% a year. Uh, but we've just been in a time where people have been very fortunate who have owned homes uh, or who have purchased them and sold them over the last 10 years. So, right. um, yeah, with buyers, it's I think it's, it's still a good time to sell. It's still a good time to buy. Uh, but let's kind of take our time, unless it's the perfect home, to see how these things play out. Because a recession could cause those prices to drop 5%. And then a recession could help the interest rates to 
decrease some. So, you know, you could time it right. You're never going to time it perfectly. So I think it's just take your time in finding the right home, a home that's a good fit. So, yeah, I think it's a, a good point you make. It, it's get educated, know the process, talk to the mortgage lender, have all your ducks in a row, see some homes. And then when it's time to pull the trigger, you've been educated, you know what you want. And we always say, you know, you're never going to find 100% of what you want, right? If you can find 80% on a home Absolutely. that you like, you probably should buy that house yeah. or at least make an offer on it. Yeah. And so um, obviously we are here to help anybody who's looking to buy or sell homes. That's what we do. Obviously, if you want to talk about the mortgage process, I'm sure Whit would offline would love to talk to you more about it so we can always connect you guys or whatever the case may be. And we are here to help and we're here to serve. That's what we love doing. Like we said, we're here for you before, during, and after the transaction. That really is who we are and what we're about. And we'll stay, you know, just really laser focused to help you finish out the process however you'd like. Um, Hey, I just wanted to thank y'all for, for being here and for tuning in. We're really happy that you came and watched and listened. Um, we are going to continue to bring great content to you. That's the goal of this whole podcast. So we, like we did, we talked a little bit about our story last last yeah. episode. And obviously, we had uh, a mortgage lender in here with Bates um, this episode. We want to do some more things around the community as well. So it's not going to just be all about interest rates and houses and things like that. We really want to be a community-focused brokerage. And so look for some more community-focused stuff coming up in the next couple episodes. And we're super pumped about uh, some of the guests we have coming on, and we'll share that soon. Um, once again, thanks so much for tuning in. Please follow us on all of our social media sites. phrehomes.com is our website, as well as follow us on Providence Hill RVA is our um, Instagram and Facebook. So follow us on all those channels. Feel free to give us a call. We'd love to help you. Have a great day. Thanks, guys.